Welcome everybody. Another new episode of Our Roots and Tea. And today we are obviously talking more about spirituality, you know, uh, psychology, all that good stuff that you've been listening to for for quite some time now, I hope. <laughs> and today I've got another good friend of mine, uh, Tim Wardell. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. Cool. And so before we begin today, our today's choice of tier choice is I went to Starbucks. I got the, it's called the honey citrus mint tea. Ooh. It's actually quite interesting. They, they add like a splash of lemonade in there. Mm. So yeah. So it's like a little minty taste with a little bit of honey and sour. It, it, it's, it's, it's interesting if people lemonade, go try like actual lemonade or lemonade like a soda kind of actual lemonade oh nice yeah they they mix that in there which is i i didn't know about this so it's like maybe like a specialty tea they have so for those who want to try out then yes go to starbucks um i do recommend sponsoring this episode (laughs) no i'm just (laughs) i just recommend well maybe who knows uh maybe don't (laughs) we'll see what was what's going on but um yeah, so I, I do want to dive right in uh, right away. Uh, well, we didn't get to my tea. I'm drinking tea too. Everyone. You're drinking tea too? So what are you drinking today, Tim? I'm just drinking a basic matcha green tea. Basic home. matcha green tea. Oh, uh, hey, I mean, it's cool too. Basic matcha green tea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, green tea is always like the standard, right? It's safe. Right. Cool. And you, you know what? Actually, since we... um. I think you and I earlier, we were just actually, we we're just talking about this topic, um, you know, about, about equality and all that. Mm. So, you know, this is actually a good way to segue in right away in, in this. And so, cause earlier I was mentioning that there was like a Tim Ferriss episode, not Tim Ferriss, like this Joe Rogan episode. Um, I forgot who the guest was, but they're talking about how, like, you know, with all the stuff going on, of course, a lot of people were fighting for equality and justice and all that. But but they were saying that, you know, yes, it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, it is hard to really have everyone to be equal because when it comes down to it, there always going to be someone either smarter or, uh, you know, more athletic or just more naturally gifted than others. So I just want to know what your point of view on this. Well, I think... I think when we're talking like the general sense of equality in society, I don't think people are saying, I, I don't know. I I, I didn't listen to that episodes, but I find it, you know, if we're talking about social justice and and just the innate equality of every human being, that they're worth something, like everyone's worth the same, you know, just on a base level, everyone's Mm. has an, uh, an equal worth. Um, take them out of our American society, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that not everyone believes that, but I think, um, you know, at least this country was quote unquote created with that intent, with that idea that, you know, oh. all men are created equal. Okay. Yeah. Like, like each person should have like at least a baseline pay or or like you know have a home some kind of well no i'm 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 looking at see that's like like that's putting on a like i'm not even talking i'm just talking about 
person to person. We're not talking about giving them anything. We're just saying everyone should, we should start on the same, ideally we should all start on the same level, right? Like now, intrinsic values. Right. Now, realistically, we obviously don't. Sure. Obviously, everyone's born into, yeah. no matter what, not just in America, across the world, everyone's born into some sort of system. And I was telling you uh, earlier when we were just talking about this, that, you know, every society places importance in other, in certain fields, right? Yeah. Uh, America has a high value for, you know, wealth, whether or not you've, you've earned it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but as long as you have wealth, no matter how you've really earned it, America puts value on that. Yeah. Um, entertainers, sports, you know, athletes, you have a really high value for them. So, I, you know, I, I, th I don't think it's, if, if I'm not saying that this, just because someone wants to be uh, in the NBA, if they're not good enough, they shouldn't be allowed to be in the NBA. Right. Like that's something separate that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But should everyone have a right to pursue those things? Yes. And have, and should we as a society give everyone the best opportunities mm -hmm to at least try to even out the playing field where yeah. everyone is more people are starting off on the same foot instead of behind a little bit or, or a lot. Yeah. Yes. I believe that we should all work towards that as a society because only society would only get better. Yeah. Well, cause that comes from a lot, obviously, I mean, based on what's going on now that comes a lot from obviously the racial aspect right because like what you mentioned you you know you should give everyone equal opportunity but then of course in a systematic way we know that certain race do get a leg up ahead right of course and yeah i, think, I mean okay to uh, uh i'm just put this out there because you know we're on a podcast yeah i'm mixed race yes uh my mother is european heritage uh, my father is uh, black and Puerto Rican. Um, so, you know, obviously I come at it from <laughs> yeah. a, a different point of view as of a mixed race person. Of course. Um, but yeah, like this, our society was built on the, the systemic issues that we're, that we're dealing with today have been there since the beginning of our society, of American society it was intrinsically built into the system that, you know, unless you were white and male and straight, I'm also gay, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> so um, if you're white, male and straight, you were at the top of the, that ladder. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then they kind of set up the structure, you know, if you're a white and woman, you're on the next round, you know, rung of that ladder and so forth and so on. Um, and I feel like what's going on today is a renegotiation of what our system is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think there are, there's, it, at least it looks like this, half the country is negotiating. Well, we want it closer to what, we want it closer to an equal playing field. Yeah. And, I think another part of the country or society 
wants it to stay the way that it has always been. Okay. The interesting point, though, I actually also want to make, I don't know if you agree with this, but this, this is like more than just obviously, you know, the society and system. It, it, it feels like it's, it's really like a, a deep psychological root from, for each person and for the like whole society that something's going on there. Like it's, it's either like the, I don't know, this is how my friend, a friend of mine described it as almost like the societal tree, the roots are like damaged and tainted in some sense, you know, and I guess in a very, I guess you can think of it like an inner spiritual sense or whatever. Right. Mm. So I don't know what you think about that. If you agree with it or, or so simply like people should just stop reading news or watching media because it's a brainwash tool. Right. Yeah, no, totally. I, that's the thing. It's like, everything it feels like everything's coming to a head ahead and there's so many parts to the problem yeah um i do agree with i i agree with you know the fact that we get so inundated through media about certain narratives yeah. and because of algorithms now mm-hmm. you're you're thrown into one uh, focused point of of or a point of view mm-hmm. through these media platforms, mm-hmm. whether it's Instagram or Facebook or yeah. Twitter or even cable news or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, like the spiritual rot, I guess. It's hard to say if, if it has, wasn't always there. Mm. And now it's just been, you know, exaggerated. Yeah. Everyone's just listening to one thing and one point of view. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all have access. Yeah. We can, all of our points of views can be, you know, put on the loud horn now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> through Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case even, you know, 30 years ago. Um, or even freaking 15 years ago. So yeah, I don't know. It's a. It's hard to say if it wasn't always there, or if it's just become that way in the past twenty years or so. Mm, okay. um, but I do think it's there. I do. I, I do think that we need to um, realign somehow. Yeah. That the media, you know, there used to be like a uni media. There used to, you know, there used to be five news channels or something. You know, yeah. whatever. Um. CBS and NBC and ABC News at night. And that was it. And everyone kind of got all their news from there. They got, they all watched the same shows. They all pretty much watched the same media. So everyone was kind of on the same, getting the same stories and Mm -hmm. the same information. So even if you disagreed Mm -hmm. on the end goal, Mm -hmm. you're still working with the same bit of information. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, yeah now it's completely different so i don't it's hard to say like how that changes um but i in order to get back on some sort of realistic playing field i feel like we have to at least agree on one thing i'm hoping that it's it's government Mm -hmm. i'm just like a little i don't know i just consume a lot of political stuff so Mm -hmm. i can see that as a unifying you know, the American democracy Mm -hmm. um, pulling through and and, and at least we all agree that that's what we want. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might be naive. Well, then, well, let me let me ask you. Well, this is probably a, a very loaded question, but f- just from your your own personal point of view, opinion. Besides having the government do anything, let's say if you were to make a change, like how would you propose that we we realigned? You know, whether it's we realign our our system, our roots, whatever. It's hard. It's I mean. It really comes for me. I think it really comes down to education. Education, okay. Um, but we have fifty states with different who uh, different fifty different approaches to even what we're teaching mm-hmm. children, uh, what we're teaching ourselves. Uh, like right now, I know I just read that North Carolina is deciding that they're going to kind of really focus on race and. You know, okay. racial education, racial history. Great. And, you know, a lot of people in North Carolina are up in arms about that and kind of want to gloss over that part of American history. Uh, I just read in Utah today, in Utah, a few parents wanted to take their kids out of class because they were teaching a Black History Month and they didn't want their kids to learn about Black History Month. Uh, so, again, it, it's so... Be- because we are the Federation of States and there's each state has their own rights to do certain things like education um, and what they teach. It's really hard to all get on the same page. I think that's the awesome thing about the US is that we have 50 different ways of doing things to figure out what's the right way. Um, I think that's led to a lot of success of America um but also it it leads to division because yeah if you're a united country who's trying to move forward mm-hmm. in a certain direction especially now everything's getting the world's getting smaller you know yeah. so what one person does in utah does affect us in california does affect someone in alaska like yes and to I, it, it, yeah, I, I don't know how, how we reckon with that. I don't know how we all agree that, that we need to unite in order to move forward or else it's just not, it's not, it's going to get worse. Right. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I, I don't know if I really answered your question. Oh, no, no, no. There. I mean, no, it, it was it was a very loaded question, obviously. And, and to kind of backtrack a little bit, I mean, cause you know, since you mentioned more of the States, like they didn't even want, the kids to learn you know black history month then do you believe that there has a lot to do with the fact like who's running the show on on the top pyramid right because it almost feels like that even now in 2021 at the top is still not very diverse you still have people yeah coming from that generation of very narrow-mindedness right yeah i think um i think there is a big generational gap sure of of uh, of I don't know awareness or worldview. Okay. I think you know if you get, <clears throat> I guess quote unquote the millennials mm-hmm. generation, someone yeah. forty or younger, I guess people our age tend to view the world in a more global point of view. Okay. And have this underlying realization that we are all connected yeah. on some way. Mm-hmm. And then. 
the older generation, I just, it was a completely different world. Mm. Um, they grew, they spent most of their adult lives without the internet. Yes. So I don't think we've truly understand how much the internet has changed us as like our, our psychology and our, mm. our, you know, and so I, the people running the at the top of the you know the billet yeah people running the show right now are still that older generation mm-hmm. and i th- i think it's you're you're i'm hopeful i'm seeing change like seeing this um the perception changing and uh understanding that you know a, a lot of biden's um his international affairs right now yeah the point of view this administration is taking is that in order for us to be strong internationally we have to be strong domestically and so that that i that message i see that there is this connect of we are all connected yeah and we can't you know we can't be telling the rest of the world we should you should be living up to these standards if we're not living up to them ourselves and that's truly what has made america great is that is our diversity. Yeah. Um, diversity of ideas, the freedom of ideas. Now, I know a lot of people who are on the other side of the spectrum of me say, well, I feel like my conservative ideas are being attacked. Mm-hmm. I guess I would argue that if you're, if you have an extreme, I guess in my point of view would be an extreme point of view, that's, that's not, um, it's not really unifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, here's, I think that, I don't know, there's just needs to be a reckoning of, this is what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, slavery did happen. Yes. The country was built um, on this foundation of racism, mm-hmm. of sexism, of homophobia. Yes. You can't, you can't just you know wave a wand and it's gone uh you can't just pipe pass one you know bill uh, that changes some of the system without realizing that because we spent the past you know over 200 years ingraining these isms into our society they're not just going to disappear by one piece of legislation it's it's going to take a long time for it to get out of our our psyches well i mean that's why in education like they there are a lot of like maybe historical events or or history that they gloss over right because that's their way of uh well the, the word that people always say suppress either suppress or or denying basically you know um even though it's, it's there which is the very alarming the alarming thing um and and i completely agree with you on your point and you know it, it almost still feels like now i think especially with the pandemic you it's funny it's weird i don't know i don't know what you think about this but i i i always thought that with the pandemic people most generally most people would kind of change a little bit and grow personally and then start to unify obviously with people but there's still like a whole uh, maybe even half the American population, right? Because they voted for Trump. I feel like more than half of them were, or, or a lot are still kind of the same 
as they were even before the pandemic. So it's almost like there wasn't any really true growth like in that one whole year. And then I have a big problem with that myself just because like, it's like something's up with you if you mm. can't take that year period seriously, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. I, what do you, I mean, what do you think that is? What do, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I feel like I'm wondering if January 6th, the, the capital um, insurrection oh, yeah. started to change that the conservative people that I've seen that I know, uh, it seems like they're starting to back away a little bit now from from Trump or Trumpism because that was such an extreme moment. But I agree before that, yeah. everyone was just digging themselves in the trenches on their sides. And so, yeah, why do you think the something like this pandemic that has changed everything didn't change their minds? Yeah, I I don't honestly I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, I haven't done enough research about this. I don't I don't have like, you know, really vast knowledge of, you know, obviously the the, the political aspect and but just in, in maybe like a personal spiritual growth part, I mean, I just feel like a lot of people maybe they already have their mind made up in, in one way. And so no matter what happens or what you do or what you, how, what you try to convince them, they're not going to change their minds. The reason why I say that is because um, I say this from an Asian American standpoint, because, you know, when the COVID happened, you know, of course, you know, you got Trump and people were saying, keep saying like the Chinese flu or virus, which is totally messed up. We know that. Exactly. And from obviously my, myself, I'm Chinese too, and I'm Asian American. So in my standpoint, you have people agreeing with that and just agreeing with it is already a huge problem. Like, why are you even going to, to agree with that idea? That's, that's the thing I, I still can't explain. I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost like you, a lot of people are just kind of really like that when they're born. And then that's kind of what maybe their the ideologies are instilled in that to them that it's their natural ability to blame other people, I guess, when, when yeah, something. Yeah, well, mm, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, uh, I think, obviously, I, you know, I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't know much about um, brain and, and whether or not you're born conservative or more right. liberal. I do, I have read a few things where they've done research where they, you know, there's a certain part of the brain that if it's a bit smaller, um, I think it's like the empathetic part of the brain where if it's a bit smaller, they tend to be, those people tend to be conservative, more mm. leaning conservative. If that part of the brain's a little bit larger, they tend to lean more liberal. Mm. I have no idea if okay. that's true or what, but um, I do know people can change. Sure. And uh, speaking from, you know, like I said, I'm mixed race and I'm gay. There have been, both sides, I'm from the middle of the country as well. Um, and in a rural, like West Virginia, Southwestern PA um, is where my family lives. Now, both sides of my family, the you know, black Latino side of my family, mostly black, uh, I don't know the Latino side of my family. So the black side of my family uh, is prejudiced there are some members in that family that are prejudiced against white people. <laughs> and, and, 
you know, I've had lots of conversations with them sure. and it's because <clears throat> of the way they've been treated by white people sure. their yeah. entire lives. So, you know, well, yeah. and then there's white people and there's the white people on my side of this family, the white side of family that are racist or just straight up racist. Yeah. But I have seen the more racist people on my white side of my family change through conversations that I've had with them and just me being me, just being mixed race, mm -hmm. me being a presence in their life um, and political conversations as well. Um, I've people that I'm very close to in my family that were conservative, I've yeah. seen through conversations with them yeah. start leaning more closer to where they're more independent now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, so, so you were saying that, you know, you don't know if they were born or not. I, I don't know if you're born with it. I do know that most people can change and it's, it's your, it's what your, it's what your, um, what you get in con who you get in contact with, what you're um, exposed to. And I think going back to the media, what's happened with getting back to Corona in this past year, I think that's just proof of half of this country is taking and then is, is exposed, they're being exposed to one narrative and the other a little over half, yeah. the liberal side is getting exposed to another narrative which i and all you know in all accounts is the truth sure. for the most part um so i think that's kind of what happened in my opinion is that yeah. we spent a year half of the country was being told you know don't wear a mask it, it, it's this chinese flu we should blame yeah. china yeah which then, uh, then you know, Asian Americans started getting attacked more because yeah. of that. Yeah. And I think leading into this year, it was already at a boiling point. And yeah. We were already so divided. Yeah. And the structures, there were there was nothing really, you know, to bring us together, mm -hmm. even in a huge pandemic that should have brought us together. It doesn't help, like we said that, you know, half the populations feeding like reading different news compared to the other half and i can probably say that maybe a good portion of the population maybe they're not willing to change even though you did mention that yes people can change but it's the same idea of like if someone doesn't want to be helped they they won't accept help it's just that simple right and well if you think you're right like you know if you think you're right, then there's no reason to be helped, you know? Yeah, well, I, I mean, in their mind, and so that's the right. dangerous part, right? Because, like, you know, they think they're right, but but that's all in their own mind, you know? And, um, you know, I think it's always good to look at different perspectives first and evaluate, and then you can judge, judge yourself and be like, okay, this makes sense, this doesn't. Yeah. And you try to marry the two, like or different perspectives, like together. Um, at least that's how I would approach it. But but it seems like a lot of people are are they're not gonna deal with that because maybe that's just too much work. This is too right. Much or they or you know you haven't been taught to do that. I think there uh, I think there are some people that maybe are just naturally inclined to look at both yeah. sides of an argument, or whatever. But yeah, I think most people have to be taught like this is, you know, 
this is how this is critical thinking this is how it yeah. works yeah you look at the broader picture and you kind of but then you know there's these structures that come in right so yeah. you know systemic racism if you're yeah. a white person and you've been told subconsciously or conscious you know explicitly yeah. or implicitly that you are better your point of view of the world is better mm -hmm. when all of a sudden in your point of view all of a sudden you you wake up and then the culture that was telling you that white culture is the best is all of a sudden going oh wait a minute there's some issues there with white culture yeah, yeah. and it's really bad yeah. and we need to change it and then the points of view and the voices that were you know suppressed for your entire life right. are now being elevated and yeah. black and people of color you know people in the lgbt community uh are now being elevated and listened to that's an affront because you've spent your entire your whole identity is wrapped yeah. up in this like yeah i'm you, you might not consciously say this but i think that's what it is is it's like i my point of view i is right white america is right right and then seemingly to you all of a sudden it's changing and yeah you know, I think that's why people, when they, when you attack, Amer like this attack on American history that's going on right now, we're yeah. talking about education. Yeah. To some people, they've, their whole identity is wrapped up in, in America and mm. what America, well, they've been told America is. was. Yeah. And so when you attack that idea, it yeah. seems like it's attacking you personally. Oh. You're that person. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, imagining is what's okay. happening no that makes sense um and so you take it personally like what do you mean america isn't the greatest what do you mean there's problems here because uh, to them they're just going that's me personally you know yeah. you're telling me that i have some issues which yes i am i'm saying we all do because yeah. we all grew up in this this society yeah. and culture we all have some work to do yes. me as a mixed race this past year was really good for me uh, is regarding self-reflection mm -hmm. and my identity as a mixed race person. I'm lighter, I'm much lighter skinned than most of my yeah. black side of my family. Mm -hmm. And so I've, you know, I can easily uh, code switch and I have been my entire life. And I grew up in, a, you know, in the mountains of Southwestern PA, West Virginia, which is predominantly white. Mm -hmm. And this past year has made me really confront that, you know, even me, I, I've been racist for sure in my life. Like I've depended on um, my white identity to move through the world more easily. And that's race, that's, you know, denying part of my, who I am to, move, to easily navigate through the world is, is, is a part of racism. It's, so when I when I'm saying like we you know America needs to do some reassessment and yes. I, I'm saying that's you know if you grew up in this society no matter what race you are what sexuality you are what gender mm -hmm. you are it, we've all been affected by the society in some way and it's yes. kind of time to. In order, we've reached this point where it seems like in order, in order for us to truly all move forward, we have to deal with uh, the social part of our country, right? The, the good and the bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean the the main key point is, is basically you know acceptance. You know, it, yeah. It, acknowledging accepting that okay this is what it is and and you know actually you know what just to kind of um to kind of follow up on on some of your points so during your during your self-reflection for you like um you know besides obviously confronting not just not just like you yourself your your own race but what other discoveries have you made during your self-reflection apart from the race yeah part of things um well i mean like how personal do we want to get there's been some personal things of like how my brain works <laughs> well, that's that's what we're here for right that's okay okay for. um i've just i've discovered that i get in my own way a lot okay um that i've uh through the years built up these devices um these coping coping mechanisms that i guess helped me at some point in my life, uh, I'm turning 35 this year. So when I was a teenager, maybe that helped me, but they've kind of stayed and I've still mm. kind of fallen in these traps as I got older. Um, that, you know, this past year has allowed me the time to look and reflect and go, wait a minute. I, I'm not achieving some things that I've wanted to achieve in my life. Why haven't I achieved those things? Uh, and I've realized that a lot of it is me just getting, getting in my way, whether it's tearing my self-esteem down or, um, or making excuses for certain things, uh, relying on per certain parts of my personality that, that worked when I was younger, but that's not working anymore. Yeah. Um, because I've gotten older and I've got I'm in a different place in my life. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's been this real kind of realignment, I guess. It's kind of like taking a breath. Mm. I've sat down. I've been meditating a lot. I've oh, been nice. looking at my life objectively and going, okay, this isn't working. This is working, and trying to kind of I don't know, almost rebuild myself. Um, and the pandemic, even though it's been horrible in many ways, that has been, and I, I know this is, uh, a lot of people have experienced this, this has sure. been good because I've, it's allowed me to get off the hamster wheel um, and take stock and reassess. And because, I mean, I'm sure, you know, the reason why you do certain things when you're younger is because you were probably putting well, not just putting a lot of pressure on yourself, right? But my guess is probably there's some kind of societal pressure that's that you feel like it's being put on you in a way, right? Sure. I mean, you get pressures from everywhere, right? You get that's pressure true. from society, you get pressure pressures from your family, yeah. your friends. I mean, but they're all obviously connected to the larger society from media. So yeah, exactly. It's I, I looked at, I was trying to really go through and not just realize these little, um, these little defensive mechanisms that I, mm -hmm. that I have, mm -hmm. uh, and what's working and what isn't, but where they actually come from too, like doing the deep dive and going like, Oh yeah. Like, why do I do that? Mm -hmm. Yes. I, now I can point that out and go, you know, 
yes, I, I, I do this one thing that, mm-hmm. that gets in my way, but where did that come from? Did I naturally have that? Yeah. Do I remember that always being there? Is this was always my response in this situation or, mm-hmm. um, or did that come up for some re- from some mm-hmm. other reason? To me, I know that helps me okay. kind of break it apart and go, oh, okay. If I can point to where it, where the genesis of that issue comes from, then I can go, okay, I can get rid of it. It doesn't have as much power anymore. Okay. Um, and, and let me ask you, like, what what's one specific response that you, it always comes up for you? Um, I, this is what I'm currently kind of working on. Okay. I don't finish things. I am a big idea person and I'm like, and I know you are too. Yeah. Uh, and so I come up with these big, you know, I, you know, I, I this creatively, you know, scripts or um, plays, whatever plays, whatever. Yeah. Uh, politically, uh, you know, I, I get involved politically. And so I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah, this is the way that we need to move forward. And it's kind of this, but I, I'll start something and I, I, it's very hard for me to finish it before I get, before I set it aside because I get excited about my next big idea. Mm. And I started looking at like, why, okay, that I noticed I do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, figuring out how to really just sit and accomplish even the smallest tasks is kind of how I started to retrain my brain Mm -hmm. so I'm going to sit down and you know write one page today you know even if it's a half a page Mm -hmm. and then figure out when I'm writing that one page of whatever it is my script or whatever I'll get an impulse to to look at my phone I'll get an impulse to be like oh I'm, I'm kind of getting stuck in this one part and then I'll it's too hard or whatever it is and I put it aside Mm-hmm. I find these other excuses. I'm hungry. I don't know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll find a way to get, take me away from that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I get caught up in life and leave it. Interesting. Why, why is that that you do that? I think, and I'm still like doing the work on it. Yeah. But I, I think it's when I was really young, uh, I was very studious mm-hmm. and I actually did complete a lot I would I always did my homework on my own I didn't yeah. no one needed to tell me to do anything mm-hmm. um I was a, a little bit of a nerd and yeah I would have my my homework would be done I got A's on everything and then through towards middle school I had trouble at home uh you know my parents got divorced and blah 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 mm-hmm. um and I re I started rebelling a bit against mm-hmm. the my the, the world around me, mm-hmm. and I think a part of my rebellion was that I realized that you know people were um, I felt pressure I don't know if the pressure is the right word but I was kind of like well you expect me to get good grades mm-hmm. you expect me to be the good child. I've done my part to be the good child, but I don't. I didn't feel like I was getting from mm. the other people in my, the adults in my life, that they weren't doing their part. Mm. So part of my rebellion was, well, 
then I'm just gonna not be a good student then. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mm. finish my chores and I'm not gonna finish my homework. Mm. And I think that got ingrained in me. And I think, and, I, and again, still, I just never really had any uh, pressure to, to finish things, to see things through. It was never taught to me. Mm -hmm. I had it naturally when I was younger. And then I just rewrote that code, I guess. <laughs> I just mm. I'm thinking that's kind of where, because I, I did do it and then I did it. Ah, okay. um, and it never truly I never still haven't really gotten rid of it and I don't know if it's like I need to go back and just and for the most part I have just like okay that happened in my life and yeah. I need to move on from that and uh and grow up yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that's 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 where it comes from. Is was was a rebellious thing, and it just stuck. Mm. And I think until I completely am um, okay with my past and put that to rest, mm -hmm. then I can maybe go. Okay, now I can finish whatever I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have to be a rebellious kid anymore because right. you know. I'm a freaking adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're grown up. You you set your own schedule, your own deadlines. Right. Which, you know, is is hard in itself, but I think when you, you know, it, it's something that just be, became a part of my subconscious. Mm -hmm. And um and I I I think it must have benefited me because you know, I it forced me to it did open my mind in some ways. I was, like I said, I was just like a book nerd. I just read all day and did my homework. I, you yeah. know, I hardly had any friends. My mind wasn't, my mind was just in, in reading yeah. and studying. So I think it benefited me in getting friends and broadening my horizons and trying different things. I was quite a timid child. And then I wasn't. Um, because I was just like hopping to here and oh, what about this? What about this thing? What about music? What about movies? What about, you know, traveling? Oh yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so that that's kind of one of the big things that I've been working on and figuring out that to try to better myself that COVID has allowed me the time uh, to do. Okay, so have you, have you, I wouldn't say successfully, but have you start to develop some kind of like routine then to kind of work on that yeah so um again like i said i meditate a lot and so i've been trying to meditate i've kind of dwindled it down to even the smallest things so even when I'm meditating if i have the impulse to stop i'm like okay i'm done mm -hmm. i try to sit there a little bit longer oh, okay a little bit further okay just like hone in my focus a little bit more that's like one easy way that i can retrain my brain to do that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um uh you know whatever what I'm, I'm writing a script right now and it's even if it's just like okay i have to finish this you know uh half of this episode yeah, yeah. by the end of this week and so mm -hmm. i break it down into days like mm -hmm. today i'm doing this these two pages mm -hmm. and I just force myself to sit there and finish those two pages. I block everything out. It's like, okay, this time is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, and that's been, it's been really hard 
I, I would say I've only started really doing that the past couple months, past few months. Uh, as you know, I started fostering a, we, yeah. my husband and I started fostering a little baby at the yeah. beginning of uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, most of the year has been being a new dad, yes. <laughs> which is also has been extremely good for self-reflection mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, testing my, yeah, who I am and what I'm capable of. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also training your discipline too, because Absolutely. you know, you got to wake up obviously a certain time or do certain things for the baby because that's part of being a parent <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't just go like, Oh, you know, I'm just going to do this other thing and then I'll feed the baby. But it's like, no, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if the baby's hungry, you, and that's the time to eat that you, you got to do it. You know, um, no, that's good. That's good. That's, that's, uh, actually the one thing though, too, is, um, I don't know if this is part of your process of retraining your brain, but because there was this one post on Instagram, um, it was, uh, uh Andy Warhol's like one of his quotes, right. Um, mm -hmm. you're saying that like, you're trying to constantly remind yourself, uh, the two words, like, so what, um, so I want to, I want to know if that's part of your kind of retraining your brain thing that you do too, you know, reminding yourself. So what, so what, in as far as like, so what it all doesn't matter or so what are you, what are you going to do next kind of thing? Or, well, so, so see, so that Instagram post, I don't even know. Cause actually you, I think you reposted it. Uh, I don't even Did know. I, <laughs> I don't yeah, even yeah. know the reference. You don't even know the reference. I don't even remember what you posted up. Huh? It was Andy Warhol. Yeah, let me let me let me look it up because I actually saved it. I, I thought it was pretty cool. And this is where the edit comes in. Yeah. Um, so because Andy Warhol is saying that sometimes people let the same problem make, make them miserable for years when they could just say, So what? My mother didn't love me, so what? Oh yes. Uh, yeah. So let's yeah. talk about that. Okay, yes. So so what? Yes, exactly. So I think what I take from that is yeah, so what? Move on. That that has been a big part of um, you know, the retraining of my brain mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah. So what these things happen to you that you can't, your, my emotions are getting hung up on those things when, you know, yes, they are, you know, everyone, ex everyone's experience is valid and you have every right to, to mourn or go through whatever you you've been through. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but I, I just got tired of letting it define me. And it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't even go through anything super horrific. Like, you know, it's also that realization of a lot of people have moved on with their lives and have been through a lot more yeah. than I have. Yeah, you kind of, I got to a point where I was like, so, so what? I'm here now. Yeah. And I can, I, I'm the only one that really, for the most part, chooses what my life will be in the future right um at least the things that i can control mm -hmm. um and so it's kind of letting go of all of the things that realizing what has been controlling me and letting those things go and saying so what to them yeah and kind of redefining who i am now yeah um, like basically like you know if you don't 
have a certain achievement at this age, like, you know, whatever, who cares? You know, not, not everyone has at this age or, or right. some people never, never have. And it's, you know, um, so I think that's a good way to sort of give yourself, I guess, less, not just less pressure, but actually less anxiety because I feel like those things kind of, you know, for me, sometimes it creeps up too. It gives you the anxiety, right? Because you, um, well, cause you know, you mentioned that you're 35 and, and I'm 36, I'm going to turn 37 soon. So, you know, um, from a traditional Asian family, we, when I, when I think about like, oh, well, I'm like this age, but I'm still not married yet. I don't have kids, mm-hmm. you know, in a traditional Asian household, that's like literally out of the norm. Right. Um, and maybe that's for you too, as well. Yeah. Um, but, and then, so I think telling yourself so what probably really helps because then I, I wouldn't have to be like fine I'm not married yet at this age f- whatever fuck it you know I'll just find other things to do you know um right I think yeah the whole age thing ageism or what you're supposed to be yeah. what you're supposed to have done by a certain age yeah is really bullshit really <laughs> <laughs> okay um, what's the point of view of that <laughs> exactly uh it's bullshit no i i mean i say that i still feel it at times i still go i still have panic attacks so i'm like i'm 35 and i i haven't done x y and z that i told that i that society says i should be doing and that i told myself i would do yeah well we Um, all do we all do right instead of also looking at the things i have accomplished and how far i've come you know i i come from a very poor appellation uh you know background and mm. not many people get out of that situation oh mm, okay so you know like how you know just how disenfranchised and poor that area is and that society is um a lot of people get stuck in that oh so it's like in the movies where the people who are from there usually they do get stuck there like this yeah. no way to, oh wow no i i shouldn't paint it's painting i'm painting a broad brush now now look, okay. i mean some people want to stay there and, and okay have, you know thriving lives and very fulfilled lives there. sure um and do great things but but a lot of people are uh feel like they're stuck there because mm-hmm. there aren't many you know many opportunities that are coming mm-hmm. from yeah. part of the world in Appalachia so um not many job opportunities education isn't great there's just not a lot of investment into the culture and society there okay um so instead of, you know I should be looking back at my life and be like wow this is I've I've I am doing the things I want to do with my life yeah. I've traveled the world I you know I, I'm in a creative field that I wanted to be in I you know I've I'm open um, and have, you know, a beautiful, loving relationship yeah. with my husband. And it's, I think it's a lot easier to look at the negative things and go, well, but I, okay, yes, I've done these, these things that, you know, a lot of people from where I'm from may look at and be like, wow, he's, he did those, you know, accomplished those things and got out. But I'm always looking at, well, I'm turning 35 and I didn't do this. Yeah this that mm-hmm. i said i was going to do mm-hmm. um yeah when i realized like i have my whole like hopefully yeah. i have many more years 
you know, I might have 60 more years of yeah. my life to accomplish things. That's true. Um, it's funny because uh, lately I've been, well, of course, like everyone else, I, I've been reading a lot too, uh, you know, during the pandemic period and, and even now. So the, the one book that I've been reading right now is called uh, Late Bloomers. Um, it's the, the author's name is Rich Carlgard. Um, but I'll, yeah, I, I'll probably, I can send that to you if you're interested, but the whole, the whole book is actually very interesting because it, it literally, it goes into like the, the science of, um, why some people bloom much later than, than mm -hmm. others. And then, and he would, cause this person, like he, this uh, writer, he does a lot of, um, uh, not just research, but he'll talk to a lot of psychologists and, and, you know, um, neuroscientists and kind of trying to figure out like, okay, if you're a late bloomer, basically his argument is that usually late bloomers have a, a better long-term success and happiness life than someone who has, you know, bloom early. So the team makes all these different cases and arguments, which is actually very fascinating because, um, like one of the case, one of the famous case that he brings up is um, J.K. Rowling. She, you know, supposedly she didn't really hit it off with, you know, obviously the whole Harry Potter series didn't really hit it off until she's went in her fifties because like she was had all this other stuff going on in her mm -hmm. life, and then not just her, right, but just all these other different, different like iconic. Cicely Tyson, the actress who just passed away, she didn't get her first co-star role on TV until she was 39 or 40 or yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so I agree with you that the whole age thing is, it is such bullshit because I, I think the problem with that is, is well now with social media, they always highlight the, right. you know, the, you know, the young, like wonder kind, like, Oh, this guy's 20 years old. He's already like, you know, killing it. Right. right. Making millions, whatever. And then, so that makes everyone else feel bad. Yeah. Um, I think that's what we're constantly doing. We're comparing ourselves to those kind of really unrealistic kind of level. And then, but then when we step back, we realize like, well, just like what you said, there's a lot of people who didn't really truly suppose, I guess you can say, make it until like a really late age. And hey, who cares? I mean, they, they, cares, yeah. they're still doing well. I, I mean, you know, it, whether they're in their forties or fifties, I mean, like what you said, the point is like, you know, if you're able to do well in other areas, who cares if it comes early or comes late, you know? Exactly. And I think, um, what was the book that you were reading? Late Bloomers. Late Bloomers. So have you heard of, <laughs> it's so funny that you say this because have you ever heard of the children's book, Leo the Late Bloomer? Uh, no, I have not. What about it? Okay. So it's one of my favorite children books. Okay. I think when I was in second grade, the teacher read it to us. It's about this lion who's just like not really in step with the rest of everybody oh, okay. else. And, okay. and then by the end of the book, he finds himself, he grows into himself and he does, he's happy and whatever. Okay. Um, after the teacher read that for the first time, I instantly, as a second grader or third grader, whatever mm -hmm. it was, I was like, that's me. Even I could, <laughs> I remember the room I was in. I remember like, it was so, I just thought, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm Leo the late bloomer. Mm. As like an eight year old thinking that. Mm. I just thought like, it takes me a while to get my footing and tracking traction. And then I, and then I get it. Yeah. Yeah. 
so I really want to read this book that you're talking about because I completely identify with that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'll I'll text it to you. Yeah, it's pre. I I randomly picked up at a bookstore because I I was just looking for a new book to read, and then I was, I saw the title. I was like, hey, I kind of relate to that too because, you know, I mean. I mean, the thing is, of course, it, we no one knows or can predict if you can achieve anything great, even at a later age. I mean, some people maybe I never do, but that's besides the point because, 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 like what you said before, wealth and success and all that, or even equalities, it's relative to relative to each person. It's everyone's it's right. different, right? Definition different. So, and also, you know, I think we're in again going back to couple of things going back to like where we start off of where yeah. we start from yeah is always very different yeah and uh we all don't start off on the same foot and what we value like our culture tells us that we should be valuing success as wealth as fame or whatever as you yeah. know instead of taking a step back and looking at okay what would be good for me if yeah. I got famous and wealthy in, when I was 20, I would be, we, I might not be here. Right. Like I was not ready. I did not have the coping mechanisms to uh, label. Like I, I was, yeah. So, and also, you know, as you get older, you realize that's all bullshit anyway. Sure. And not, you know, really, you know, being financially comfortable is really what I want to be. That, yeah. Like, yeah uber wealthy and yeah. you know that that's that would be i would take it mm -hmm. but it's not like this goal of mine that i yeah. have to get to well actually you know what hold on let me i'll show you the title of the book i'll show you the cover so just for the ones listening i'm showing uh tim that late bloomers book that i'm talking about look at that the oh, cover yeah. is actually pretty cool it has like the turtle turtle ahead there. of the, the rabbit yeah that's good yeah, yeah that, let me check that out yeah, that that whole tale where where it's funny too because that that story actually is kind of almost related because the story is like the the rabbit got cocky so he's like oh I'm just gonna take a nap and then yeah. you know it was, that was also one of my favorite <laughs> maybe oh, yeah. me too yeah yeah you know really the rabbit and the hair yeah I like that I love that story yeah yeah I love that story yeah I wonder I wonder if I made myself this way though if i always got attached to <laughs> mm. the the you know leo the late bloomer the tortoise and the hare story but i i never I, I didn't um my family like i said i was kind of the opposite of you i had no pressure mm, okay i had no you know they were just like whatever you do is great oh, like wow. um which on one hand was 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 awesome because I, I didn't feel like I needed to live up to anyone mm -hmm. or be anyone else. Um, but at the same time, without having that some sort of pressure mm -hmm. uh, or expectation, I think as a kid, you really, I think kids need that. They need some sort of structure yeah, yeah. or else you're flailing. You're just like, yeah. where do I fit do you, in? Or yeah. where, where am I going? What am I doing? And I think I still suffer from that. I still, mm -hmm. it's still hard for me to center myself and go, okay, uh, who am I and, and, and where am I going? Um, 
So there is actually a possibility that you may, maybe you may be an early bloomer, but because you're lacking the structure or, or maybe you're just slacking, then you just kind of identify yourself with something else. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, still doing the work, still figuring it out. Yeah. But I, yeah, so it, it's this weird balance, you know, and it, yeah. now we've, we were, we're fostering this baby and it forces, it's forced me to really look at a, what kind of parent I want to be and mm -hmm. what I want to instill into my children. Yeah. Uh, my partner, he had a very structured life. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, I mean, obviously everyone does comparing and, you know, I'm sure mm -hmm. that, that that's across the board, but I don't think he had a very like, uh, strict or you have to be just like so-and-so's kid yeah. or yeah yeah um I think he had a pretty healthy uh balanced upbringing and with structure and so that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out as an as a parent what I want to instill in my children is giving them the structure to allow them to blossom and be be who they are yeah but yeah put the guide rails on in some way Right, right. Like you, you wanna, you wanna do that until like you will, you figure out. Okay, this is the right time to tick them, tick them off, and then kind of let them go. That's so it's almost it's like it's like bowling, right? Like once they understand yeah. the the fundamentals, then it's like okay, now you can do it with with the gutters and see what you can <laughs> yeah. do, right? Yeah. And if you know, if you're if you get in the gutter once, it's okay. You yeah. you get another chance. Yeah. As long as it's not too extreme. But, yeah. uh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the funny thing, you know, because we, our brains, our minds just work that way where we, we always make, make everything a bigger deal than it really is. If you, if you really, yeah. really investigate, right. Because it, like, like what, like what you just said, let's say if you, your first, you bowl first time and then you get a gutter first time. Like what you said, you have another chance. You have another opportunity to learn from it and be like, Oh, maybe I should not, spin the ball this way you know or whatever um but we don't tend to think of it that way which is yeah kind of it's like all or nothing and especially in i think in our culture now where everything's instant yeah. gratification and you just quickly move on yeah i think that can trickle down into you know i mess up this one time i'm not doing something right I, it's yeah. it like it's moved on my chance is done yeah you know when it's just really not that's just not the case it's true I mean, I, I mean, well, I'm still like that too. Sometimes as I'm trying to re I'm trying to do the thing where you're trying to do is just retraining my brain to think, think something else. Cause I always do the same thing where like, Oh, let's say with social media, I will, I look at other people. It's like, what are they doing? Right. How they get so many followers. And then when I look at their content or whatever, you're like, you're just thinking in your head, like, what, is it really that good? I mean, you know, so you always think to yourself, like what, what, what kind of secret tips do they have? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's funny too, because a lot of times, most people will tell you that there really isn't no formula or tips to anything. It's just sometimes, you know, maybe some people just by chance or by, you could say by luck too, maybe a little bit of that. It just kind of happens, right? And I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I think of it that way, then 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 it's easier to swallow, like an easier pill to swallow maybe. <laughs> also, like, why are we looking at people's followers? And, That's true too. That's you know, true. Like gratification or, you know putting them on a pedestal because they have so many, like it truly, social media has, although there are great aspects yes. to it and it is a great vessel for yes. knowledge and, and, and realizing what's going on in the world. 
it also is like a cesspool of 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 high school yes <laughs> like you know like the popular kid this yeah. person is yeah. you know the popular kid in high school and you're everyone's looking up to them because yeah. they have so many followers quote unquote yeah. like why do they have those followers does it really matter yeah. like does that you know why are we again comparing ourselves to yeah. images on instagram and the numbers attached to those images like it 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 just doesn't yeah we all do it i do it oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. Like, I, I have to i've had to force myself to like yeah i go on instagram now i've gotten rid of my facebook mm-hmm. i i only have instagram i go on instagram i go to see who's messaged me yeah. i do i allow myself like three scrolls of like you know just to see if and i yeah. really truly only follow mostly people within the industry entertainment industry and my friends yeah that i know yeah and uh kind of get quick updates and then i i have to if i'm if i'm disciplined enough that day i turn yeah. it off and i'm like okay that was it yeah yeah no absolutely yeah and um no i i'm trying really hard to do that too as well and then you know part of it too is because i mean at the end of the day to be honest we're, we're all still a child at heart if i mean you, you know i it's this is something that i mean i i think um Neil Gaiman was saying too in, in one of his books or, or, or whatever. I mean, he was just kind of, I mean, of course I'm paraphrasing him. Don't know the exact quote, but something where like, you know, we're kind of, it's almost like we're, we're all uh, children wrapped in an adult body or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I completely like, look, I'm still hung up on stuff that I, I, I you know, that I got when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think part of growing up and shoring is is that is is realizing that you're still a kid. Yeah. And and once you have that realization, you can go, okay, these are the good things I want to keep as yeah. as my kid, and these are yeah. the things I want to get rid of because yeah. I'm an adult. Oh yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think when you know that's really helped me having a baby has really highlighted that for mm-hmm. me. Is like. You know, I, I really want to be as good of a role model for this yeah. kid as I can. Yeah. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's a balance, just like everything in life. It's of course. keeping some of the good parts of being a kid. Yeah, yeah. While showing them this is how to be an adult. Yep. That's um, great. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, you never want to be one of those, uh, I guess you can say hypocritical parents, right? You know, tell them not to do one thing and then you do it anyways you know right or you know just it, it's it's forced me to look at all of the you know I, I, it, it is you know that's stupid it's it, having a kid's holding up a mirror to you to yourself or whatever mm-hmm. um but it's true it, it it is it's when this kid is crying non-stop yeah. and you're yeah. like oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> just i need two seconds to breathe you really find out who you are in those moments, how you react to mm-hmm. certain situations. When you have someone who doesn't speak your language, yeah, who yeah. Does, can't even speak yet, yeah, their brain yeah. isn't even formed. Yeah, yeah. You have to conform yourself to go, you know, into to their world. Yeah, yeah. And it takes to do that um, in a healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, positive way mm-hmm. 
you have to know yourself a bit and know like know your limitations and know yeah. to step outside of yourself a yeah. bit. That's great, man. I that I love the progress you're making. I love this self-reflection. I think everyone really should go that path like you do too. And then now it's actually now to follow up on that as the last question before we uh we wrap it up. So right now, what is do after all the self-discovery, self-reflection, what is your priority priority project you're trying to finish right now? My priority project, like with myself or no. anything. Anything. But your um, number one, number one that you want to finish for sure. Not not do the whole thing where like I'm gonna go and do something else. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Sticking to my guns. Um, well, I've been working on a script for over a year now and okay. I, I'm, I'm getting close to finishing it and I just need to finish that. Okay. Is that a feature film? No, it's a series. Series. Okay. Um, and yeah. And so I'm, I'm really close to it. I keep going back. I'm at that stage where now I'm like, oh, it's not finished. I'm going to go back and mm -hmm. do this and do this. And okay. Um, but yeah, that's my, the big thing that I want to, my big project that I want to finish. Okay. Do you, I will finish. Okay. Do you get your, give yourself a deadline for that? Yeah. Uh, by the summer. So by I'm moving, summer. I'm, well, we could talk about this after. Yeah. 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 We'll talk <laughs> offline. That's fine. We'll talk offline. Okay, cool. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. By, by summer I want to, okay. I'm going I'm to have it done. Yeah. Okay, great. Sounds good, man. I, I love, I love your, your, your approach now. I love your, you know, rewiring of the brain and retraining it is great. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more next time. Uh, all, all the conversations I've had has always been, been very, very great. I always want, want to have it longer, but you know, we can't. So. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Sorry. I, I, I'm a bit, uh, all good. My conversation is a bit scattered and not very precise. I hope it plays out okay, but. Um... It's good, it's good, don't worry about it. Um, and yeah, and of course, thank you all for whoever's listening out there for tuning in. Uh, everything you need to know will be in the description. And um, yeah, keep, if, if you are a follower, you listen and you love the content, just keep listening, keep tuning in. We always have new episodes every week uh, with a new guest every week, new, new tea as well. So, um, but thank you all. Thank you very much. And thank you, Tim, for uh, joining us. Thanks for having me. Until next time. <laughs>